Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. We're joined today by Evan Benway, Managing Director of the Sound Agency. I'm not going to try and describe what they do. I'm going to let Evan do that for us. So, Evan, thanks very much for joining us. If you'd like to tell me about yourself, what your background is, maybe, and and what the Sound Agency does and and what you do there. Sure. Well, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, My interest in sound and background in sound really begins with being born into a musical family. Um, my father is a concert pianist. My mother's a cellist. Um, I'm a jazz drummer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and, um, I found a way to, over my professional career to, to bring that, you know, this background of mine and this passion of mine into, into the world. My professional career has been an exploration of how sound can be put to positive use Mm -hmm. and how we can design our indoor spaces, uh, with our ears as a tool. For a number of years, I worked for one of the large AV companies, um, Plantronics, and, and then Poly. I was on their innovation and new ventures team. I, I consulted directly with the CEO there. We came up with, conceptualized, and launched um, a new product there called Habitat Soundscaping, the first product to, to bring soundscapes mm-hmm. uh, into the indoor space. And at my time there, I came to know more and more of Julian Treasure, who's a leading authority on sound. His TED Talks um, have... over 100 million views at this point Um, and his company the sound agency who were leaders in designing with our ears what i was trying to do Um, and i I joined them uh, about a year ago to create mood sonic which is our new product tell me as experts in sound then um what can you tell us about the sonic situation in today's built spaces i mean how do our buildings sound Mm, yeah that that question's probably best answered by noting that when it comes to, to our buildings, our built spaces, um, of all the things people complain about, um, their top complaint is about sound. Okay. In, in particular, it's noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and in healthcare spaces, noise interferes with sleep quality, which has serious implications for patient recovery. Uh, it exacerbates problems like stress and heart disease. Um, in hotels where some of the top hotel chains have really waged a war on noise for years. Mm-hmm. Um, the rooms themselves have been made so quiet that the slightest sound interrupts sleep mm-hmm. um, and has become the top complaint there. Mm-hmm. Um, in workspaces, um, and you know, here perhaps some of the best research has been done with organizations like UC Berkeley surveying over 65,000 people in workspaces across the globe and there's been so much research done on this. Mm-hmm. These are the places where we go to collaborate and focus or, or, or don't go as people increasingly have, have choice about whether to go in or stay home. Yeah. Well, there too in the workspace noise is the top complaint. Um, as we've moved to open plan and activity-based working, um, these have had some real benefits, uh, including increased flow of information, a reduction in, in real estate footprints, um, I, and, you know, these things aren't going away, mm-hmm. uh, but these trends have also caused, you know, the most distracting sound of all human speech to become unavoidable. Mm-hmm. It's true, actually, isn't it? So some um, workplaces are phenomenally awful. <laughs> and I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had an experience in accident emergency a couple of years ago, and it was just horrendous. Mm-hmm. The sound, the levels were bonkers. Um, yeah. And um, just, yeah, c- c- you know, cacophony, to be fair. 
I was just going to say it's interesting too. In a lot of the workspaces where they've done the best job with with acoustics, mm. um, the spaces themselves have actually become too quiet. Mm-hmm. So there are many workspaces where where they don't necessarily have the cacophony. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of some of the top tech companies that I've been to in Silicon Valley, for example. Yeah. Um, and the problem they have there is that the workspaces are really so quiet mm-hmm. that any conversation causes such a distraction and, and is, is, is anything but private. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's working contrary to the goal of the designers of these spaces, which is to facilitate collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the, the sort of dirty secret that these companies know is that, that people are coming into their workspaces and walling themselves off mm-hmm. from their colleagues using noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I worked I worked with one of the larger, uh, when I was at Plantronics, you know, one of the larger head, headphone and headset manufacturers of the world. You know, we knew this problem very well. It wasn't necessarily a problem for us, <laughs> um, but this is for workspaces where they're trying to create collaborative environments and finding the, the opposite is actually happening. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Because if you want to be creative with someone and the, the whole environment is really quiet, you don't want to disturb anybody. So actually it's it has a negative effect on creativity and productivity because you feel mm-hmm. like you can't express yourself or can't say anything because you don't want to disturb anybody else. So as you say, it's a detrimental effect. You've got this new product called Mood Sonic. Obviously, it's a great name. I mean, totally brilliant name. But what is it exactly? You mentioned it earlier. So Mood Sonic is an audio technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's designed to create sonic environments or soundscapes that are optimal for people. I mean, we talked a lot about what the sad state of, of things is with our with our indoor soundscapes and with Moodsonic, what we what we've created here is an active uh, dynamic sound system designed to create beneficial soundscapes okay um so it's an installed audio system um typically we'd either put in a new sound system or if something is in place um we'll work in conjunction with that Moodsonic then creates an intelligent dynamic system um, it can be sensor-based, receiving input from any number of different types of sensors in, in the digital building. Uh, if these are microphones or occupancy sensors or anything else that's there. We can, we can use that to better inform our system. We create soundscapes then that are based on biophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, this means that they are generative. I mean, sounds in, in nature don't don't loop um, and people it's it's incredible people will pick up on looping sounds uh it's it's really uncanny we've done tests of playing a looping sound and looping nature sound that's up to a week long um, and people will pick up on that and say you know it's it's thursday at 9 30 and i know i'm going to hear that seagull again you know this must stop <laughs> so we we don't do that we don't use loops all of our sounds are created generatively so using using algorithms using logic Wow. Um, that create highly realistic nature sounds. We create different soundscapes for different moods, thus the name. Our buildings need to uh, accommodate a lot of different uh, uh, needs. Um, you know, if you think of a workspace like we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, at times people need to be doing heads down focus work. Mm-hmm. Um, some spaces or, or times of day may be better used for collaboration. Sometimes people need restoration, they're fatigued, or they're stressed out. Um, and some spaces are more about energy. So we designed for all of those different types of, of moods. Uh, finally, I'd, I'd like to note that we design with different levels of immersion in mind. So at the, at the simplest level we just discussed, it's um, purely a sound product. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also find additional benefit when this is paired with other senses. 
creating a multi-sensory experience, um, whether that's including plants um, or paired visual biophilia. We, we also create video content um, that's paired with our sounds to create a fully immersive experience. Sounds yeah. really cool. It sounds really, really a positive thing. I mean, obviously, we produce visual content that goes into spaces, workspaces, and healthcare and that kind of stuff. And you know, so we print yeah. on um, acoustic panels, and you know, we've, we've got a little bit of acoustic sort of stuff that we put in too. But yeah, having that multi-sensory um, experience is really cool. We maybe we should collaborate on something, but, but we can talk about that another time. But you, you mentioned biophilia. So how does biophilia and nature? How I mean, how does it fit in, and why are you using? Kind of nature sounds sort of, I mean, what's, what is it about biophilia that's important in all this? Well, biophilia is a, is a powerful design principle for us, really. So, you know, if you think of what most people think of with biophilia, uh, natural light or views of nature, well, just as people have these innately positive responses to natural light or views of nature, they have innately positive responses to natural sounds. Mm-hmm. The first study that revealed this to me was in 2011. Some researchers in Finland then at the Finnish Institute of Occupational Health were looking at a number of different sounds and how they impacted people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they listened to to sounds of speech. They listened to uh, filtered pink noise, which is sort of a technical term for the sound of an air conditioner, which okay. you hear in a lot of buildings. Um, they looked at different types of music. They looked at water sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found that people responded best in, 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 in the case of water Mm-hmm. Um, a few years later, some other researchers in, in New York at Rensselaer Polytechnic in, Institute found that natural sounds could improve cognitive functioning. Mm-hmm. And what was so amazing about this to me, you know, I was working in acoustics at the time, um, when, you, when you're looking at people's cognitive functioning and mm-hmm. comparing different sound conditions to other ones, silence has always been the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, people perform best in, in silence and then you look at these other sonic conditions, which make people perform worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What RPI found was that people were actually performing better uh, in a nature soundscape than in the silent condition. Mm-hmm. Um, that that the, the nature sounds um, improved cognitive functioning, specifically that they, they improved restoration. People's mm-hmm. scores stayed better throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And there's been lots more research showing sort of similar things. Birdsong can have pro-social effects, uh, helping to reduce loneliness, which is another massive problem uh, plaguing our society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, and including biophilia, you know, we look at the fact that we now spend something like 90% of our lives outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if, if a sound like birdsong can cue circadian rhythms, mm-hmm. and telling our internal biological clock what time of day it is so that we sleep better at night, well, that's a that's a powerful design principle that we want to incorporate into our soundscapes. That sounds fantastic. Um, where we live, we've got um, the blackbirds. There's like a, you know, it seems to be um, it's, it's rich in blackbird life. <laughs> yeah, mm. um, and you just know when they when they come out at dusk, you just know it's okay. It's time. For, it's time for bed. <laughs> it does have that effect on you. So, as you say, I mean, the research that's proved on that. When you think about it yourself, you know, in our listeners who've heard blackbirds or you've heard sort of different bird songs at different times of day, as you say, the circadian rhythm, it does improve our well being. It does sort of on the restorative um, aspect of our of our health and our and our well being and the cognitive function as well during the day and stimulus. It's interesting about the bird song there about combating loneliness it's really fascinating so in terms of what the soundscapes 
sound like or these the, the mood yeah. sonic what sort of thing would it sound like have you got a sample of like different types of kind of soundscapes that you could share with us yeah sure I, I i brought one with me so um it's this type of thing is really best experienced uh in in a built environment mm-hmm. uh it's a very different experience to listen to you know a stereo clip like this than it is to come into a workspace where we've created um, an array of speakers Typically, we have sounds broken into different zones, and so it's a much more immersive experience. Okay. But but this clip here will at least give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, I wanted to give you a glimpse into what a full 24-hour soundscape is like as it changes throughout the day. Okay. Um, so in this clip here, transitions will happen much more quickly than would happen in the real world, and, and certain things are exaggerated here to call them out. Mm-hmm. But it will le- at least give you a taste of how you might transition uh, a quiet workspace with background chatter into something much nicer, I hope. Well, thanks very much for that, Evan. That's very beautiful. Just going back on the kind of personal thing, I mean, what is it you personally love about sound and why is that? Well, it, it uh, comes back to, you know, my upbringing as a musician. Um, I've always loved sound. I've always loved music. Mm-hmm. Um, as a musician, I've, I've always known how sound can impact us on mm-hmm. emotional and, and physiological levels. Mm-hmm. And in many senses, the science is really just catching up to what musicians have known for millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, sound is capable of transmitting so much information to us immediately. And I mean, it goes directly to the emotional centers of the brain and, and it can do that without the interference of our of our logical way of thinking. This can be done unintentionally and to great harm, as, as a lot of the spaces we've talked about have sort of so far done. But it can also be powerfully beneficial. And that's what uh, what I'm most excited about. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, Evan? Uh, just to come check us out. Um, you can take a look and learn more at www.moodsonic.com. And uh, yeah, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us directly. We'd, we'd love to talk more. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.